welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you are watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Sebastian Schicke, entrepreneur, mentor, investor, live from Frankfurt, Germany. Welcome to the show, Sebastian. Hi, thanks for having me, Ajay. Thank you. Thank you, Sebastian, for your time. And today uh, we'll be talking about how to lead your business remotely. So you are an expert today. You, are a, you have founded several, uh, you know, seven-figure companies. You are an investor and, you know, uh, a master of tech startups. And now you want... You, uh, you are managing your own team remotely, which is across several continents. So how, why do you think now remote managing one team is so important in today's time, Sebastian, if we can start with that? Yes. So, I mean, when I look back at my 25 years as an entrepreneur, I mean, when I started, I, um, I had a, I mean, first of all, I was on my own the first years and then I started building teams and uh, those teams were basically physical teams. I mean, we had uh, people in the office for, for many, many decades. And uh, basically, it's, it was a different type of, uh, of uh, working with people. You could walk over to a colleague. You could uh, talk to them. You, you met people in the kitchen. You exchanged ideas. You went for a drink after work. You had lunch together. And... Um, this has changed. I mean, this has changed quite dramatically for, for many companies and, uh, and um, also for us. So nowadays, nowadays my team is 100% remote. I have uh, people in, uh, as you said, in, in a different continent. I have a team in, in the Philippines. I have uh, people in, in Germany, of course. We have freelancers from all parts of the world helping us. And you cannot just uh, walk over to uh, uh, talk to them. You don't meet them in the kitchen anymore. You, you don't have a drink with them after work. So you need to adopt a different style of leading, a different way of uh, dealing with people, of motivating people, of, uh, of inspiring people, uh, because they're not physically present anymore. Uh, and I believe that... Um, this is uh, not this is not going away. I mean, we all we all learned that home office is working. You know, after during the pandemic, many people moved worked from their homes, and we realized, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, working. But now we, we we face different issues. It's very hard to find the right people for your team. It's very hard to find the right skills in your proximity. Uh, so what do you do? You have to recruit people from places where they live. And this is not only your country or your town. No, it's sometimes a different uh, country or it's a different continent. I'm invested, right. in, a, uh, I'm invested in a startup uh, and uh, we have a team now in, in Argentina. Yeah? The startup is placed in, in, uh, in Germany. Right. Right, Sebastian. Now, 
uh, in this change scenario, the most important work or the role is that of the leader, whether it's a CEO, it's an entrepreneur, or it's anybody else like you who is managing their team. Definitely. How does, what does a leader should know about different sort of skill sets that would be needed for managing teams now than earlier on? What are the uh, skills, uh, top skills that a leader should have in leading these skills? What should they focus on today? Yeah, I don't think you need completely different skills, but you need to be more focused. You need to be more intentional and you need to hone your skills. So in the end, you need to focus on two things. You need to focus on leading yourself and leading your team, obviously. Huh? So why is leading yourself so important? Because also you as a leader, you're on your own most of the time. Huh? So you have to know how to motivate yourself. You have to know how to, how to um, create a work environment for yourself that you can be focused, that you can be high performing, that you can be um, um, motivated, and that you have the mental toughness as a leader to, uh, to follow through because you don't have anyone coming into your office helping you. Yeah? So first of all, you have to start, you have to start uh, with yourself. When you get up on a Monday morning, you go to your office or you, you work from, from home. You have to know how to get in the right state to be on top of your game huh? because, because you are the leader. If you're not in the right state and you, you talk to your, your team on, on, on Zoom or Teams or whatever, then how should they be in the right state if, if you as a leader uh, are not uh, performing? Huh? So this is, this is really rule number one. Yeah, you have to manage yourself. You have to lead yourself. And this is even more important in this, in this virtual world because, I mean, we're all missing this, 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 this physical this con the context. We're missing um, uh, seeing people uh, in, in the offices and, and exchanging ideas. Yeah? So leading yourself is, is, is top. And then, of course, you have to be a great leader for your team. Well, this starts with um, creating a vision that you get the buy-in from them. Yeah? So you also need to create a vision for your company when you, when you run a, a physical office. But as you have so this distance uh, to your, your team members, this vision has to be more stronger, you know, that they really buy-in, that they are connected to you. You have to... You have to invest in a lot of communication. You have to do things more intentional. Uh, for example, I mean, in the past, you, you meet people in the kitchen or, um, yeah, you meet uh, for a drink after work. But now this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah? So you have to put this in your calendar. You have to schedule also these, these uh, some people say, yeah, this is... Uh, um, not that important, yeah, but no, it is even more important. Yeah? So we have um, we have check-in calls in the morning, yeah, where we just uh, dial in, where we exchange uh, a few words, uh, where we ask how um, uh, people are, how they they feel, and we have check-out calls in the afternoon, in the evening, yeah? and then people know, okay, there's something scheduled, 
And we also plan social activities. Yeah, for example, we have a, um, a Friday night, a Friday evening wine beer hour, yeah, where we just uh, um, meet and uh, talk privately. This is so important. And then, of course, I mean, this comes with different facets. Uh, when you run a, a global team, you deal with different cultures. Right. You have to understand the culture. And um, you have to... Um, Ah, you have to bring different cultures together, yeah, which makes it even more interesting. Yeah? So there are so many facets of, uh, of leading a virtual team. Right. Right. And, hmm? Carry on, carry on. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I can talk for hours. But what um, uh, the question is, how do you get people to know? Yeah? How do you really understand what is driving them, how they behave and how they think. And uh, as, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm also working as a mentor and, and uh, helping uh, leaders to um, lead themselves and their team. We're actually using a lot of uh, um, personality assessments now uh, because when you interview someone physically in the office, you, get, you have different, different ways of, of uh, really getting this person to know there's uh, there are more senses you can use but uh, on a um, on a on a zoom call yeah it's uh, it's quite difficult and this is why we nowadays use uh, assessments which uh, basically um, look at this personality in three on three angles one is um, kind of behavioral tendencies yeah? so is this person more um, people-focused person or more task-focused person? Are they uh, more guarded or open? You know, different aspects of uh, behavioral tendencies, which is uh, very important. Then we look at what is motivating those people. Yeah? Are they, they have, there are seven dimensions of uh, motivation, which uh, you can, with these assessments, quite uh, accurately um, identify. And then you have uh, thinking patterns. I mean, many people, I mean, basically everyone, sometimes we have some blind spots, you know, we, uh, we, we, um, when we make decisions, we uh, think in a certain way and uh, identifying these blind spots and working on these blind spots, it's, uh, it's very important to make the right decision in the end, you know, because every decision starts with a thought. And so these three dimensions, behavior, motivators and, and thinking dimensions, those are assessments we, um, we use when we um, hire, but also when we develop uh, our teams. So, for example, with my, with my startups, I run uh, workshops where um, we, um, we assess every member of these teams, and then uh, we um, create a kind of a team report. And you see these tendencies within the team, and you see where you might have challenges in terms of communication and working together and then you can really nail down on these challenges and work on them so it's 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 fascinating it's actually using with managing leading remote teams um processes and uh, and tools which are available um have been they are more focused now and and uh, help you a lot in um in uh, in creating an amazing work culture right Right, Sebastian. Now, 
let us look at uh, this whole concept of leading uh, teams uh, this way. Firstly, earlier on, when you were the leader, you were the CEO, you had a headquarter, you used to go there, and you knew that you are the CEO. Everybody around you, the whole office knew that you are the top boss. And things used to work around you and used to just instruct. Now, how does a person, a CEO or a leader who is working remotely like anybody else feel that he's the CEO? How does, what makes him feel that he is the top boss and that the buck stops with him, at, at him? How does he motivate himself? How, what drives him? If he's, he's just a CEO, how does it work for him? Mm -hmm. Mike, the question is, what is your role as a CEO and what is um, a modern way of leadership, be it uh, a physical with an in office or remotely? And I strongly believe in this concept of servant leadership. Yeah? Okay. Your job as a CEO is to create a work environment for your team to thrive. Your job is to, to empower them that uh, they are able to make decisions that they are able to develop the business. And that's only not only relying on you. Your job as a leader is to create an organization which uh, doesn't depend on you anymore. Uh, I mean, in the past, I also made the mistake of uh, thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the CEO, I'm the most important uh, person, I have to make all the decisions and so on. But hey, do I want to do this? You know, Do you want to make all the decisions? No. I mean, you should work on an organization and not in an organization. And uh, this is why one of the main uh, rules of, uh, of, of, of servant leadership is, yeah, create an environment that they can thrive, that they know what to do, that they are empowered to make decisions. I mean, look at, I mean, the world is so complex nowadays. Yeah. When you, I mean, an <laughs> interesting story. I had a, I was um, um, I was running an um, an marketing agency many years ago, and uh, uh, I was talking to the uh, um, head of uh, sales. Yeah, and uh, we talked about uh, um, how to improve their their um, marketing and sales processes within the company. So, and uh, talked to them, and I made them an offer for an initial assessment. And then I didn't hear from them for a few weeks. And I asked them, hey, what's going on? I said, yeah, you know, in the next week we have our board meeting. And then we will talk about this. So, okay, interesting. Two weeks later, I called him again and asked, okay, how, how did the board meeting go? Yeah, we didn't talk about this topic because we had many other topics and it was uh, um, postponed. So, in the end, it was a total of six weeks, you know. So, I mean... Look at this. When you look at the how fast the world moves nowadays, you know, what happens in six weeks? Look what happens in, in the last couple of months in the world, you know. I mean, the whole world is turned upside down with the war and everything. And if all the decisions take so much time within an organization, you're screwed. So you have to empower the people who are basically on the front line, who, are, who know what's happening at the customer to make decisions. And this is why your job as a CEO, as a leader, is to create the environment so that they can thrive, that they can, they, they can uh, um, lead, lead their part and, and be empowered enough to make the right decision for the company. Of course, they will make mistakes, but so will you as, an, as a leader, you know? 
And uh, I would rather have an organization which runs independently myself, then it's able to grow. Because in the end, the leader is the, is the bottleneck of an organization. You know, if everything needs to be channeled through a leader, the organization is in trouble. Okay, okay. Now, uh, the important part here is comes about the clients. There are several clients, several meetings that the leader has to be, you know, in touch with them. Mm -hmm. And many a times, uh, in because of today's environment or remote working, uh, the leader may need to connect with the clients remotely. Now, how does he do that in the best manner possible? How does he make sure or ensure the clients that, you know, that things are on, things are very going on very well and that he's the one who is in, uh, in control of everything and they can uh, trust him. How does it work? Uh, earlier on, the client used to visit offices, they used mm. to see you in your office, in your cabin. And, yeah. you know, it used to be much more assuring with people working around and things happening on the ground. Now, uh, how does it work like this? How do you assure your clients? What Are there any tricks to it? Yeah, I mean, you are present in a different way. As you mentioned, you are in the past, you've been present uh, going to the offices and, and being around. Now, a lot has moved to social media. Yeah? So as a, as a CEO, as a leader, um, yours, you, should, you should be present on these social platforms, yeah? like LinkedIn, uh, for example, yeah? which is a business network. You should be present and you should uh, uh, give your client um, really um, showing them what you're doing on a regular basis, what you, how your company is developing, sharing news, but also sharing opinions about certain topics that they, that they know that you are around, that they know that uh, you are um, um, still in the game. And then, of course, um, like any other business, uh, or like in the past, uh, you have to um, be, um, you have to meet them uh, also virtually. You have to, I mean, if you see yourself as a, as, a, um, uh, as someone who's working on your business and not being involved in all these day-to-day -day activities, then you can look at your company with some distance, you know? You can look at, okay, how do my, uh, how do my services meet the expectations of my clients? Yeah? What can I change? How can I, uh, how can I make the business smoother? And of course, you need to uh, talk to your clients on a regular basis. Um, yeah, not via uh, physical meetings anymore, but uh, um, uh, primarily via, via um, virtual tools. But you need to do this. And by being a bit more, more um, distant from your business, you don't have the, um, you don't have the, the um, mental in, in involvement. You're not so caught in these day-to-day -day, uh, challenges. And I was running my first company. I was full into day-to-day -day work, you know. And, and, and of course, you get sucked into the challenges uh, which happens everywhere, you know, like political games and in, in, uh, in, in, in a project uh, and so on. And, and this costs you energy. And then you don't make the right decision anymore because you are tired by this, uh, by this rat race uh, you're in. So my advice is to touch yourself as much as possible from day-to-day -day activities. And then you have the energy to talk to your clients, understand their needs, and make the right changes in your organization. Okay. okay. 
and in terms of you see when we are talking of co we are talking of a you know a mid size or a big organization but mm-hmm. what about smaller places where entrepreneurs are there they have a uh, you know 10 to 15 member team and they are all working largely remotely yes what would you tell them how they can manage their team remotely in such a you know setting which has its own limitations yeah i mean as i said uh, before um how do you lead your remote team understand them i mean first of all lead yourself yeah be in the right shape be present to them be be available yeah? i mean you have to imagine they are sitting somewhere else maybe in a different country on a different continent they have to understand that you are there for them so if they have an, an issue you should be present and listen to them you should invest in uh, in in your understanding that you understand how they what what they need and how they um how they behave and uh, we always say uh, when we run this communication workshops there's this golden rule of uh, of communication uh, saying treat others in the way you want to be treated but there's an even better rule saying treat others in the way they want to be treated so you have to invest in to understand them what their needs are and then you should adapt your communication style to meet their needs so that they feel valued that they feel um uh, i mean the biggest challenge um the biggest challenge uh, or the biggest issue many of our clients have or 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 say that the biggest challenge i see in primarily large organizations is that the people they don't feel they don't feel valued they don't feel that their their work matters and if you as a small organization can give your staff your team the understanding that their part really matters that what they produce is valuable for the organization and for you and that you really appreciate what they do then you you already have a high level of uh, of uh, great leadership because appreciation is so important especially in a disconnected world we are all living but they feel value they they feel that their contribution matters it's very important okay okay sebastian now in terms of you see this these are good times also if i understand in terms of hiring people now with, with remote working you can hire people from across the world and yes. uh, and as per your budget requirement now how do you uh, firstly you can hire obviously there are ways you can hire now mm-hmm. how do you assess your teams during these times when everybody is working remotely and especially if there are freelancers or somebody who is working in a different culture different time zone and and with a different you know sort of a role where you may not understand too much about a certain aspect of a technology how do you how should you behave or how should the leadership lead when uh, when and get the best work done in this scenario yeah so first of all it starts with the hiring right i mean how do you assess people when you interview them and uh, as i said we using these uh, personality assessments 
yeah, where you answer um, some questions, takes about 20, 20 to 30 minutes. And then you get quite detailed report, reports about their personality, about their behavioral tendencies, their motivators, and their thinking uh, patterns. But this is one element. Then, of course, um, you, you need to understand what kind of, um, what, how do they work? What kind of value they produce? Uh, and then, um, yeah, you have to give them some, uh, some uh, tests, test tasks, you know, small projects to really test how they, how they produce their, their, their physical or their, their, their digital products, but also how do they engage with the other team members? Yeah, this, is, uh, this is even more important. Yeah, so put them in a, we, we, we put them in a team for a day or two. Yeah, I mean, of course, pay them for this work. I mean, many companies, they, uh, they, uh, they, they, hire, they, they test people, you know, they test people and then they don't pay them. And this is really bad because, hey, um, uh, if they produce something, they should be remunerated. But put them in a team and uh, see how does the communication work with the team, how, uh, what kind of results do they produce, and ask your team members. I mean, they have to work with them in the end. Ask them if they like working with this person. Ask them what could be improved, what could be, um, what could be uh, changed in order to uh, really get a, a, a clear view on, um, on this, this candidate. But using these assessments helped us a lot to really understand um, personalities of, uh, of um, people, especially when they are remote. Yeah. Right. Right, Sebastian. Now, uh, one big risk when you are hiring remotely and when people are working across different time zones, different places, is that they may have a background which may you may not be able to assess during the initial period. And by the time you come to know, you have already shared a, a lot of, uh, about your company, about your clients, a lot of information that you would not otherwise share. Mm. How does a company, a uh, small company, medium-sized company especially, de-risk themselves when they are hiring uh, people remotely from such situations? Yeah, I mean... You cannot eliminate this risk completely. I mean, that's, that's how it is. But I would argue that um, if you hire someone physically or here in, a, in, a, in an office, uh, you also cannot really uh, check those people completely. Yeah? You can also get, uh, as we call it, the black cheap and uh, have someone in, in a team. I mean, I had uh, people physically here in the office which completely disappointed me. Yeah? And... Uh, so this can happen everywhere. I think it's a mindset uh, switch you have to take as a remote leader that uh, those people, just because they are um, remotely, they are not less trustworthy than people you hire physically here because they can, all, they can also steal, they can also um, uh, take uh, uh, knowledge from you. And I had people in my, in my company, I hired them, and then uh, uh, a year later, um, they, uh, they resigned and left and took a big portion of my business because the only, the only purpose was to steal clients from me, you know? And this is why they, they, they came to my company. And I couldn't prevent it, yeah? I mean, it happened, but 
as I said, I mean, it, it happens in the physical world and it can also happen in the digital world. Yeah? Um, I think if, if the, the, the point is, as a leader, you have to be open. You have to, be, you have to develop the right mindset that, that you not only see the challenges, but to see these big opportunities we business leaders have with this remote, remote world of, uh, of experts and, and, and amazing people out there waiting to, to help us. I mean, in the past, I mean, 20 years ago, when I hired uh, um, a person, yeah, I put an advert in a newspaper. I got physical um, 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 folders of paper, you know. And one day I had such a pile of, of applications on my desk. You have to go through them. You have to send them back and so on. It's a process. It takes weeks until you have someone available. Now, I mean, depending on what I'm looking for, if I need someone for a quick gig, couple of uh, uh, hours, days or weeks, I put this on a platform. Within hours, I have a list of, uh, of suitable candidates. I start interviewing and a day later, I close this position. When I hire for long term, yes, it maybe takes a week or two uh, to have an, an, a great amount of uh, good candidates. And, uh, and then you, you start your interviewing process or you, you already started, obviously. And uh, you can close this, uh, this, uh, this position if you're lucky within, uh, within a short amount of weeks. So, and, and all these skills which are out there, this is amazing what you can find. It's amazing. Uh, everything I think of, I can cater uh, when I go um, outside and, um, and, and look for candidates. I mean, I... We run uh, virtual challenges, events, where we teach uh, entrepreneurs how to find and identify the right talents online, how to onboard them. And, and of course, you need to, you need to uh, use uh, certain tools and infrastructures to, uh, to work with, with uh, remote people. I mean, this is all available nowadays, and we're not going to want to do a tech talk here, but uh, there's, there are so many great tools out there you can use to, to lead your team. Um, but I also always say, look at the opportunities this remote world brings. Of course, there are challenges. Of course, there are bad people out there who might steal from you. But hey, they are also here next door. You know, they come to your office and then you have the same issue. <laughs> right. Right, Sebastian. Now, one uh, thing uh, I wanted to understand was that uh, leaderships are of different Way. Some are micromanagers, some are, you know, macro, look at things macro. Yeah. And in an office setting, it, it can be well reflected. But online, uh, if a leader tries to be more hands-on and he is more of a macro manager, then he becomes micro. It would look like he's, uh, he's sort of, you know, uh, poking his nose into, you know, his other people's uh, stuff. So how should a leader... Uh, present himself in terms of guiding and not interfering. What are there? Is, is there a way that a leader or an entrepreneur should conduct himself for his employees or for his for his team? Mm -hmm. Good question. Um, I mean, in the end, um, 
As I said, it's not much different to um, uh, leading um, physical teams, you know, giving. My job as a leader is to give the direction, to create the work environment, yeah, to advise my people and to help them. But ideally, they have more knowledge about this particular subject than I have. If I'm the, the most intelligent people in the room, then I'm, I did something wrong, you know? I mean, I hire people that they know things better than me. I don't hire people that I have to tell them all the time. I mean, of course, sometimes you, you develop people and then you, you coach them. And, but in the end, if you hire experts for a particular topic, then they should know their topic inside out. And I, I have the vision, I, I, I know the direction. Oh, we should go this way, you know? We, we need certain aspects. So for example, when we sell digital products, we need, of course, we need the product, we need advertising, we need customer service, we need certain, certain aspects. But I'm not an expert in all these individual topics. So this is why I hire people and they should know how this works. So I can only give the direction, the guidance, and, uh, and then of course measure the results. And if we don't get results, well, then we have to look into this. Right. Then we have to ask uh, what's happening, what is preventing them from achieving more. So going back to me, can I do more in terms of creating a work environment that they can thrive? Right. Um, yeah. Uh, carry on, carry on, carry on. I'm listening. Um, but um, I don't want to be um, I don't want to be the person who is going down on every detail and checking what they do. That's not my job. Uh, okay, okay. Now my last question to you, Sebastian, is we have covered quite a lot of stuff, and you have you know given a lot of guidance to to the leaders. Now my my last question is now. COVID is almost on a wane, and a lot of organizations are coming down to, you know, hybrid models, yes. some, some places full-fledged office working, and that's the debate going on. Amidst all these things, the great resignation has happened. A lot of move, people have moved on to freelance work. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have moved on to only remote work. That's their preference. And a lot of people have become entrepreneurs. Amidst all these things, as things are going back to normal, huge number of entrepreneurs, what should they take or learn out of all these experience of, you know, remote working, hybrid thing, client working with the clients uh, remotely and now getting back to, uh, you know, normal meetings. What changes for them? What should the entrepreneur Take what should be the key takeaway for an entrepreneur for his way forward? How do you see this whole thing going forward? Mm -hmm. Also, a very good question. I mean, yes, we will end up in a hybrid world, yeah, where we have teams on site, people remote, full time people remote, but also people working as a, on on freelance gigs. You know, like kind of uh, satellites, uh, and uh, and I think. This is what I always um, always uh, teach my clients, and also when I mentor my 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 the startups I'm invested in. You're gonna have to treat the people. You you shouldn't make a difference how you treat people if they are remote or physically. 
they all should feel valued. They all should feel that they contribute something important to your organization. This is, this is a very important uh, topic because once you start differentiating between, oh, these are my, my physical people here and those are my remote people, then you might be in trouble because the remote people, they will feel, they will feel not happy anymore. So their output will most likely be reduced. They won't put in all their heart blood anymore to the organization because, hey, they are not valued. They are not, uh, no, are not feeling uh, in the same way as uh, they, um, they, uh, these uh, um, um, uh, physical people feel. I had this experience. I was a freelancer 25 years ago, and I was working at a client side. And they had meetings only for the internal staff. But the point is, uh, we had more externals in the team than internals. It was completely ridiculous, you know? So they excluded all these externals. They went to an internal meeting, and, uh, and everyone else, they felt, we felt disconnected. Yeah? So create an environment of, of trust, of, of appreciation, of, uh, of uh, um, valuing people, no matter where they sit. And create, in, create an environment where communication flows. Yeah, where you invite people also, you don't have internal meetings without people from, from the remote. So they need to be present. I mean, sometimes, I mean, I, I have one employee, he's, uh, he's uh, living nearby. So every now and then he comes to the office. When we have a meeting, well, we do the meeting on Zoom uh, or on Teams. Yeah, he sits in the office, I'm sitting in the office, and then we have all the other people from uh, all around. And there's no difference. You know, and this is important, in my opinion. Great. Great, uh, Sebastian. As I said, you've covered a lot of uh, stuff and given a lot of guidance for, you know, entrepreneurs and a lot of CEOs and businesses and how somebody can lead their teams remotely, mainly remotely, and even when things come back to normal. Now, if somebody wants to connect with you, take your guidance personally how do they do that how do they connect with you how do they do business with you yes i mean of course i mean you can find me and i, I guess you will do the uh, put the links in the show notes on linkedin right. or on on different platforms on uh, uh, via email so um, i'm primarily active on linkedin but you can reach me on on email and 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 other we do. Uh, we have uh, certain uh, arrangements uh, with our clients. Um, I do uh, some. To some people, I work one to one, but uh, we also have uh, a group uh, group mentoring, group coaching, where we work in a team, kind of masterminds. We run virtual events um, quite regularly, where we uh, connect with different business people and uh, work together on certain topics. Um, yeah, so reach out, reach out to us, uh, to my team and, and, and myself, and um, let's talk. Let's just have a chat and see uh, how we can support you, and then we can find the right uh, format. Yeah. Great, great. Thank you so much indeed, Sebastian, for all this information, all these insights. And we will continue to talk on more topics as we go along. So once Same. again, once again, uh, thank you so much. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. See you and again. thank you so much.
AJ, for having me. It's a pleasure to, to talk to you and uh, over continents. And uh, uh, it's been an amazing experience. Thank you so much. Thank you.